Crafts to Chatterbox. Uh, we started that a few, a couple weeks back, and there's so much chatter that's going on in our live chatter of condemnation, chatter of fear, fat, chatter of, of, of self-pity, chatter of uh, discouragement, uh, insecurity, all kinds of chatter that's blasting us on a regular basis that's keeping us back from God's best. I'm going to share a number of different stories this morning, but uh, I want to start out with 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And so scripture tells us that we can't just think every, any old thought that comes through our mind. That we need to bring our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. For a long time, I lived a defeated life because I didn't understand this. I didn't understand that I could discipline my mind. That I can discipline the way that I think. And, and when I discovered that and I started practicing that in my life, it started to change the course of my life. The way that things begin to take place and unfold for me in my life just simply by dealing with the chatter that takes place inside not to mention all the chatter that's going on on the outside there's all kinds of chatter there's chatter of fear out there there's a lot of people are fearful of different things that are going on in our world in society and and that type of thing you know God says fear not amen he says fear not and, and so we, we, we got to cast fear off, even though fear may come knocking at our door. And it's, there's the chatter of fear. There's all kinds of chatter out there, chatter of worry and anxieties and, and all kinds of stuff like that. And so we've got to cast those things off. Now, here's the statement I want to make. And it's in your notes if you're following along. It says, the voice we believe will determine the future we experience. The voice we believe... Whatever it is that we're listening to and we buy into, we embrace, we, we, we believe it, that voice that we believe will determine the future that we experience. And so we've got to watch those voices. Those voices can determine the way that we uh, uh, think, our, our perspective. It can determine the way that uh, our relationships turn out. We need to understand that, that there's all kinds of voices take place. Matter of fact, today we're going to talk about one of our deepest, deepest needs. We have four deep needs. I'm going to deal with them this week, one of them. And then I'm going to, in the next three weeks, I'm going to deal with uh, the other three deepest needs that we have. And today I'm going to talk about our acceptance, our acceptance, that there's a great need for acceptance in our life. And we're going to discover that it's God that meets that acceptance. It's God that, that we need to be looking to and looking for that acceptance. Too often we're looking in a variety of different places. And, and as a result, we, we're, we walk away discouraged and we walk away disappointed. And, and, and rightly so when we're not looking at, uh, to God. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I was thinking about uh, a story. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my sister, I believe yesterday or day before, and she lives in San Antonio. She's spoken here uh, on occasion. And, and she was telling me something that happened to her as was talking about crashing the chatterbox. And she said she was going for a job interview this past week. And uh, she, she's a little older than I. And, uh, and she was going on a job interview. And on the way to that job interview... 
all this chatter started taking place. You ever had that happen? On the way to an appointment or a way to uh, maybe on a date or something like that, this chatter starts taking place. And, and there was this chatter taking place, and it was telling her that she's too old. And, and why would they want to hire her? She almost turned back and went home until she recognized by the Spirit of God that that chatter was not God's voice, that it was the voice of the enemy. And she started to praise God and thank God and declare God's word over her life. And I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of chatter. You know, her chatter that was taking place was the chatter of rejection, that she was going to be rejected. Instead, she, she, she went ahead and pressed through and went and went to that appointment. Did she get the job? I don't know yet. So anyway, uh, but she did. She went to it. They liked her and it went well. But here, here's a couple more scriptures I want to give to you. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. It says, but, uh, but I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And, and, and Satan, he, if anybody wants you to, to fail and to be destroyed and to fall short of your potential in God, it's going to be Satan. He's going to do whatever he can do to try to cause us to believe a lie. That's why we started out this series. If you've not been able to be with us in those series, you can go online. You can listen to them at cotmtyler.org. But I started out with the series about, the series about facts and, and, and truth. That even facts doesn't mean that, uh, that it's something that we need to buy into. The fact may be that, that uh, uh, and we talked about Abraham and, and Sarah, the fact may be that Abraham was an old man <laughs> and he shouldn't be having kids. That's the fact. But the truth is, is that God said, you're going to have some children. You're going to have not only one, you're going to have many children. And, and, and so that was the truth. And so we looked at that the first week. The second week, we looked at lies and, and truth. And there's a lot of lies that we buy into. And, and when we follow those lies, like Eve did, then it leads us into a future that we don't want to ever be in. Uh, God's future is the future that we want to be in, right? Isn't that right? And so, so, and Eve bought into that. And so we talked about that. And today, we're talking about our acceptance. We want to understand this because there's a lot of people that turn away from what God has for them. They turn their car around. They're on the way to that appointment. By the way, God has all kinds of appointments for us. I'm here to tell you, you've got divine appointment today. Some of you, I mean, you're, you're destined. All of us are destined for greatness and you're on your way to, to, to that appointment that God has for you. But there's this chatter that's taking place that uh, if you buy into it, you're going to turn that dude around. You're going to miss that appointment that God has for you. Make sure you don't buy into it. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 through 9 says this. I love this. It says, you were running. You were doing well, man. You, were, you, you, were, you had the right pace. You were running a great pace. And it says, who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion, that kind of chatter does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through a whole batch of dough. In other words, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much chatter. It doesn't take much uh, convincing sometimes. It doesn't take a whole lot. Just a little bit of yeast 
It will spread through the whole batch of dough. And I'm telling you that it can spread through your whole, your whole uh, uh, mannerisms. It can spread through your whole habits. It can spread through your whole relationships. It can spread just letting something in. Just one lie, just one thing that comes in and you buy into it and you allow that thing to seed, be a seed in your heart. By the way, words are seeds. If you allow those words to, to take root in you, because, and how you do that is you just continually think on it. If you allow it to take root in you, it, 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 you're going to continue to water it. And eventually, guess what it's going to do? It's going to produce a harvest in your life. And you want to make sure that you're listening to the right chatter. You're wanting to listen to what God has to say, not what the devil has to say about you. True? And so here's what I want to do this, this morning. I want to talk to you about some chatter that people may uh, be listening to that sounds really familiar to many of us. Uh, maybe you've heard this before. I just want to be accepted and loved. And that's what... a that's what uh, a lot of people think. A lot of people say, I just want to be accepted and loved. And, uh, and so I, 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 that, is, that is what I want more than anything in the world. And as a result, people give in to peer pressure. Uh, how about this? I, I want some attention. That's why people of all ages, all ages, act up and get into trouble. I just want some attention. I just want somebody to love me. Just want somebody to love me. Admits... A young pregnant woman that has no money, has no job. Uh, her third child would, and, and by three different men and, and she just wanted somebody to love her. Just looking for acceptance, right? I just, I just want to be liked, says the person that turned back from, from everything that was right, everything that was good and, and it was all so that they can just find some acceptance from somewhere. Uh, I just want to fit in, says the young couple that got themselves in huge debt and uh, can't, can't even pay their mortgage. I just wanted to fit in with the Joneses, you know, with the crowd that I'm running with. And so here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the truth of acceptance, the truth of acceptance, because all of us experience this, and this hurts my heart. This does, this hurts my heart because I see a lot of people making some bad decisions in life. And so we're going to talk about the truth of acceptance. Truth number one that we need to understand is we need to accept that we are neglected. Hear me out, okay? Many times we don't feel accepted because we're neglected. Now, is it God neglecting us? No. But we neglect each other. And as a result, we feel rejected. We neglect each other. It hurts my heart. Anytime, anytime I hear somebody say that I have neglected them because that's never my intention. I always want to be able to give everybody my attention. I want to be able to be uh, a blessing to everybody that, uh, that, I'm, you know, that I'm involved in. I want to be able to be there for them. Every, every time that I could possibly be involved in their lives, I want to be there for them. But the truth be told is that I'm going to neglect people. Not intentionally, but I'm going to neglect people. Here's the thing. People that are neglected and they're looking at all the wrong places to receive acceptance, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to feel rejected instead of, instead of accepted. 
And matter of fact, it, that rejection is going to turn into anger. It's going to turn into self-pity. It's going to turn into a lot of different things that happens in many people's lives. And, and most of us, most of us are listening to negative, negative thoughts anyway on a regular basis. And so we're thinking about ourselves on, on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, I, I read this and I told you this if you've been around for the past couple of weeks. I, to, I read this that, uh, that the average person has more than 60,000 thoughts go through their mind every day. And, 80, and I read this out of the book. I don't know where they got it from. But anyway, doesn't mean it's true, but I'm sure it's pretty accurate. But out of those 60,000 thoughts every day, 80% of those thoughts are negative. Negative. And so we're sifting through a lot of different thoughts in our thinking. On average, average person are sifting through a lot of different thoughts in our thinking. And it's a wonder why we're neglecting other people. Right? right. But here's the deal. Here's the deal that I want to share this morning. Is that only God can meet that, only God can meet that need in our life. And that is the only one that can meet our need uh, fully in our life. Now, God might use other people, but he, he's the one that accepts us. He can meet our need. Amen? And so, when we're, as long as we're looking to people to meet our needs, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be angry. We're going to be discouraged. We're going to be mad. We're going to get upset. We're going to feel rejected. All of those different things. But as long as we look to God to meet that need, then we're going to be good. Uh, Philippians says this. I love this scripture. It says, And my God, say my God. My God. I love that. It's personal. It's personal. My God shall supply all of your need according to his, his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God is going to meet that need that you have for acceptance. He's going to meet my need for acceptance. As a leader, I'm telling you, as a leader, there's going to be times where, where uh, you know, I'm going to be rejected. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, man, I tell you, I, I, I had to learn to look to God to meet that need. So, here's the second thing I want to share with you this morning. The truth is, number one, that uh, we need to accept that we're going to be ex uh, uh, neglected. Number two, the truth is, is that we're going to be rejected. We're going to be rejected. We need to accept that we're going to be rejected. Not only neglected, but rejected. People are going to reject us. Has anybody ever rejected you? Have you felt rejected? And, and, and uh, you know, just because, you know, just because people reject you doesn't mean that you're a bad person. We're all going to be rejected. Every one of us are going to be rejected. And if Jesus was rejected and he was perfect, we can expect to be rejected. I mean, he was, he, he was sinless, spotless lamb. He, he was, that's why he was able to go to the cross on our behalf. And he was rejected. Now, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 22 and, uh, uh, through 23, it says, the, man, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. 
In, in other words, listen, I'm going to be rejected. And if you're, if you're going to follow me and you're going to be a follower of mine, then you're going to have to learn to make life not about you, but you're going to have to make it about me. You're going to have to deny yourself. In other words, you're going to have to be the first one to reject you. You've got you to reject being first place in your life. And you're going to have to put me first place in your life in order to follow me. Isn't that right? And, and, and we're all going to be rejected. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to reject people and, and we're going to be rejected and, and it's going to happen. And if we don't handle it right, if we don't handle that rejection right, then there's going to be some things that are going to take place. We're going to respond wrongly. And one of the things that we're going to respond wrongly in is we're going to listen to a bunch of unhealthy chatter and then we're going to start making decisions based on that chatter. Remember the woman at the well? Uh, uh, for, she, had, she had five husbands, five failed marriages. And she was living with the six. She's like, I gave up on marriage. I'm just going to live with the sixth one. And that, that's, you know, Jesus had to straighten her out. And he says, listen, the, 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 the water that I give, it's living. It's living water. You need to look to me. I'm, gonna, I'm the only one that's going to quench your thirst. I'm, only, I'm the only one that's going to meet your need. Nobody else can meet the need like I can. Otherwise, you're going to keep going through relationship after relationship after relationship because she was trying to get a need met through other people. And if we're not looking to God, let me tell you something. We're going to go from one thing to another, from one thing to another, from one thing to another, from one relationship to another relationship, and we're going to see this vicious, vicious cycle. We need to know that he's the one that meets that need. He's the one that can only come in and meet that need in our lives. And, and if, if, if we're looking to other people to meet that need, we're going to be disappointed. We're going we're to have that spirit of rejection on us. And guess what happens? We get defensive. I've been there, done that. We get angry. We withdraw, depending on who we are. We get mad easy. We have a, a, an unhealthy habit of trying to be a people pleaser because we want acceptance. We're trying to please everybody. And by the way, you can't please everybody. You just cannot please everybody. There's just no possible way. And it becomes unhealthy because you start making decisions based on pleasing people than obeying God. And so there, there's where a lot of people are. So we got to turn our attention to God. Are, are, you, are you out there today? And, and so we've, we've got to understand that. And then we can mask it. We can mask it with performance. We start performing. And, and God wants us to be fruitful. Thank God for fruitfulness, right? But there's a lot of people that are performing in order to be accepted by others. Rather than performing out of, I just love God, just want to do my best. I just want to be a good steward of my life. I want, to, I, want to, I want to make sure that I'm stewarding my life really, really well. And so, uh, you know, instead of performing for that reason, people are performing so that they look good and people are accepting them. So unhealthy performance takes place. Also boldness. I've seen a lot of people, this was me, I just be bold. I just get out there and I just speak my mind. And, and, and you know, I do things and be bold and I step out there. And really, instead of doing it for the right reason, I do it for the wrong reason. It was to receive acceptance. 
And that's, that's a lot of people. Even spirituality. I've seen people, uh, people do this. They become very, very spiritual. And instead of uh, wanting to grow closer to God and really love God, and they do love God, but, but many times because of this, this unhealthy, uh, uh, this unhealthy uh, pursuit of getting uh, acceptance, instead of going to God and receiving their acceptance, they're, they're trying to get people to meet their acceptance. They become real spiritual. And, man, some of those spiritual people are hard to be around. They really are. And they usually become very critical of, of people, churches. I've got a guy that I know that just very, very critical of churches, pastors, uh, different people. Even though I'm a pastor, he, you know, we talk all the time, but just very critical, but spiritual. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And so, so that happens. But here, here's what Hebrews chapter 13, 5 says. And thank God for this. It says, I will never leave you. I'll be there with you physically. I'll never forsake you. I'll be there for you emotionally. I'll be there. God, God's going to be there. Even though we're rejected by people, and people will reject us, He's going to be there for us. Understand that. Every one of us need to understand that. We, will be, we need to accept that we're going to be neglected. We need to accept that we're going to be rejected. And it's going to happen. And when it happens, we should not get mad. We shouldn't get angry. Because they're not the ones that should be meeting our deepest need anyway. It should be God. We should be looking at Him. He's the one that meets our need. God, you're there for us. Thank you. Thank you. Because we're all going to fall short. We're going to miss the mark. We're going we're to fall short and miss the mark. We're going to neglect people. Not sometimes unintentionally. Sometimes intentionally. Sometimes we're going to reject people. Sometimes unintentionally. And sometimes intentionally. Where we reject people. It happens. But people that are not looking to God to meet that need are going to always be unhealthy in their life. And they're going to have all kinds of crazy chatter that they're listening to that tells them, well, you're no good, and they don't like you, and you're stupid, and what do you, what do you think you are? And all this dumb, 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 ig, just foolish chatter that takes place in people's minds. By the way, I've heard it all because I've been there. I've been there. You know, I was 13 years old. Uh, I believe it was 13 years old. It was a long time ago, by the way. When, when my mother kicked me out. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was a bad situation. We didn't grow up in a Christian home. We grew, we, we grew up in a, in a good, solid, uh, full-blown, heathen home. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we were good at it. And, uh, and so I, I say it all the time, if, if it wasn't uh, wars taking place at our home, there was rumors of wars. And, I mean, it was constant at our house. And so we were always arguing, fighting, you know, it was just ugly. My brother was abusive, loved my brother, he's awesome. Uh, back then, he was, he was, he was hurtful. Uh, I was abusive, my mother was abusive, and so it, it, was, it just wasn't a pretty picture in our home. And so at 13, my, my mother finally got fed up with it and told me, leave. And I've been out since. 
And, and so, you know, I faced rejection. I understand what rejection is, especially when we're by somebody uh, close. I remember my grandfather. Actually, uh, I, I remember the situation, but my sister gave me more clarity not long ago. But we were at our house, and my grandfather, and he was very abusive, but he was over, and he was an alcoholic and had been for years and years and years, like 60-something years, and, and uh, drank a lot. And uh, he was over, and and he, he had cows and, and, and horses and sheep and, you know, all that kind of thing. Had a, like a little small ranch. And, and uh, he was at our house and, and uh, he had a rope, one of his ropes. And for some reason, he, I must have made him mad or something. And he roped me around the throat. And, uh, and he was choking me. My sister told me that I was, I was right on the verge of passing out until she intervened. And it's just kind of the lifestyle I lived around. I honestly thought that's how people lived. Because that was the way I grew up. I thought, hey, you just had to fight. You just had to, I mean, if you wanted something, you fought for it. And maybe that's why I'm the fighter that I am today. Now against spiritual things, against the enemy, but not, not, not people. But, I, you know, I'm a fighter. And, and I think God's used that in a plus. But I, I had a lot of rejection in my life. And I didn't realize that that's just, that's just something that, that, that is common. That is something that all of us need to understand and deal with, that we're going to be neglected and we're going to be rejected. And, and if somebody rejects us, we need to handle it in a very, very healthy way. And how do we handle it? God, I forgive them. And Lord, thank God you don't reject me. Thank God that you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me, that you're always with me. And I embrace that. Which brings me to the third thought, third point I want to bring to you today. And that is we need to accept that we're accepted. We're accepted by God. He's accepted us. Regardless if everybody on this earth has rejected us. What does it matter if God has accepted us? Amen. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6. It says, blessed, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure... It pleases God that he did this to the good pleasure of his will and to the praise of the glory of his grace. Get this, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. Two thoughts I want to give you. Number one, accept God's unconditional acceptance. No conditions other than Jesus, I accept you. He's willing, he's reaching out. But he's uncondi- there's no condition. You can't be good enough. You can't be bad enough. You can't be pretty enough. You can't be ugly enough. It doesn't matter. You have unconditional acceptance by our Lord. With us, with humans, we put, we put conditions on things. We put conditions on people. But with God, he doesn't. That's the first thought. The second thought is we need to accept God's unconditional love. He truly, 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 truly does love us. 
for a long time, I had trouble with God's acceptance. In, uh, I, 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 let me rephrase that. For a long time, I had trouble with acceptance because I didn't understand that I needed to look to God to meet that acceptance. And uh, as a pastor, uh, I remember when we first started this church, just a few years back, about 20 years ago, uh, we had a rude awakening. We had some people that, uh, you know, we started, was reaching out to, just loving. And by the way, uh, as a pastor, I, I have to be as transparent as I possibly can to be as effective as I possibly can. And I've been like that from day one. I just want to reach people. I just want to love people. I, I try my best to be. But I'm not God. I don't claim to be, nor will I ever be. I will neglect you. I will reject you. Not intentionally. I don't ever try to. Uh, you may feel rejected. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not intentionally doing that. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, but we started out. And uh, I remember our, one of our first members that uh, came into our church. Uh, she came in, said, God sent her. How many times I've ever heard that? God sent them, and then two weeks later, God sent them back out. And so anyway, God sent her, and, and she was there. And then one day I was preaching, and I was talking about we needed to grow up spiritually. And, and I said something that she disagreed with, and that was this. I said, you know, God wants us to take our spiritual diapers off. I said, I said you know, it, it, when, when you're a little kid and you see that diaper loaded, I said, it may be funny, but when you're 30 years old or 20 years old or 40 years old in the Lord, it's no longer funny seeing a loaded diaper. Well, she got all bent out of shape. Like, oh, that, you know, it's just like we're a white-collar town and, and, and that's just inappropriate. Well, you know... I just, I just said it like I'm saying it now, and, and she got offended, and she left. And I remember my wife. My wife was just so hurt by her leaving because they had become good friends. And, and, and she not only rejected me, rejected the church, but it was a rejection to my wife. And I remember my wife. She, she was crying, and, and it hurt her heart. And... Uh, I, and, and, you know, that was the beginning of many rejections as a pastor that we've had to sense and feel over the years. I remember on this very platform here, uh, people saying, hey, I felt like the Lord's wanted, and there's a whole group of people that left. And it, I, I'm not going to get into all of that, but we had a, it was 14 years ago. Uh, but I remember up here, just releasing these people, I, you know, I, I, my heart's hurting, my wife's heart's hurting, and I remember just praying over some people. I prayed over them. Never have to this day, as I recall, maybe in passing, just hello type thing, but uh, never have talked to them. Very close in leadership positions, close relationships with some of the closest relationships I had. Uh, prayed for them that day. And I remember Vicki Nick over here, tears flowing down her eyes because of that taking place. And, and I don't know if you remember that. And uh, she was just hurting for me. She Later on, she just told me, I'm just hurting for you. And, uh, and we, all, we all will be rejected. And that's the point. But I had to come to a point where I had to receive my acceptance from God. And for, for a good while, for a good while, I had this rejection spirit on me where I felt like, People were going to be rejecting me over and over again. And guess what happened? 
people were rejecting me over and over again because I, I, I automatically was already expecting it. That chatter was telling me in my mind that it was going to happen. And sure enough, it happened. It happened. It happened. But thank God that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. A matter of fact, Scripture says this, and I just want to end with this real quick. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3, it says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. An everlasting, never-ending, He's always there for us. Folks, I know that you've, some of you are battling today. You're walking through life with that same rejection spirit on your life. It's, it's come on you and it's, it's the enemy just speaking to you, talking to you, telling you that you're, you know, people don't like you. You're, you know, you're, and just talk, telling you all kinds of different lies. Today, you need to put an end to that. I can't do it. God can't do it. But you can do it. You're the one that has to bring those thoughts captive. You're the one that has to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And today, some of you need to receive God's acceptance into your life. And you just need to, you need, need to realize and quit being mad at people, ugly with people. People are going to be people. Your husband, how many times have I rejected my wife or neglected my wife? Oh my gosh. If she divorced me for every time I've done that, we would have the record, man, of divorces in one marriage. Right? It just happens. And we, we've had to learn, we've had to learn to accept his love and his acceptance in our life. So would you bow your heads for just a moment? Maybe you're here today and you need the acceptance of Jesus Christ in your life. Maybe you've been experiencing some of the things that I've communicated and you can identify and you've been wrestling with those things in your life. And really, it's, it's put a limitation on your relationships. Maybe you're, you find yourself going from one relationship to another or, you know, hurting people hurt people and hurting people get hurt and you find yourself just hurting people and, and always getting hurt. And it's because you need, you, need, you need to accept His unconditional acceptance and unconditional love in your life. And if this is spoken to you and, and you can identify and nobody else will see, but if this is you and, and, and you know, you know, you know, I, I'm not going to try to talk you into uh, raising your hand, but if that is you and you can identify with this and today you need to deal with it, just raise your hand real quick, please.